This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Wonderful experience. Um, so uh, a lot of doctor news. I, the doctor stuff, to be honest, the only part of the doctor stuff that is even mildly interested to me, interesting to me on the health concerns is Hillary's fainting spell. Like that's scary enough visually that I think it's an important thing for us to be covering and looking into and seeing if there's anything additional there. To me, the Trump, I, you know, I don't know, Jeffy, I mean, unless you're 115 years old, you know, is there really... Any con- Everybody knows he's going to tell you he's the best in the best shape ever. He's in the best. Right. He's, I'm, look, but and guys, I have no I'm, reason to believe otherwise. To be honest, no. both of these people have been running around the country like crazy. They've, uh, you know, Hillary's had three or four incidents which make you kind of squint. So I think it's worth looking mm-hmm. into. Trump, there's not, there's really nothing. I mean, I, you know, he's a, he's a big guy. Nobody's and nobody's ever reported him, you know, dropping over or falling over or whatever. I mean, hell, he's up at four in the morning tweeting. Right, exactly. I mean, come on, one thing I've been pretty consistent on, I think, the entire time, positively with Trump. I mean, I don't, I don't like any of his policies. I think, uh, you know, I mean, he's a disaster as a president. I think he's, he's not a good guy. But his energy is impressive Absolutely. for a seventy-year-old guy. I mean, he's everywhere all the time. Absolutely, he, it he, probably has a lot to do with him not doing. Some of the Jeffy-esque things we've uh, come to no, expect. Absolutely no question about that. Right. I mean, he says he doesn't drink. He says he doesn't smoke. And says he really never has. I right. mean, his brother died of uh, alcoholism, right? I think, I think so. his brother died of alcoholism. So he, you know, he swore it off and, and I guess hasn't done it in either a really long time or ever. So, I mean, I, you know, and that stuff, as you see here with Jeffy, uh, <laughs> takes its toll. It does take its toll. Uh, There's no question about that. And by the time I'm, you know, I roll around another 70 years, poof. Man, it's going to be tough. Another 70, huh? You yeah. think he's still got another 70 left in you? I'm right, good for, for you. Good for you. I'm hoping for it. Uh, so uh, Hillary has a bacterial pneumonia. Um, and yeah. I guess it, 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 this is uh, Lisa Bardak, who is her, uh, her physician. Um, they reveal, uh, they've revealed the, the letter about her health. Uh, it's a series of medical secrets, including a lengthy battle with sinus infection, which resulted in a surgical procedure in January. But again, that's not life-threatening. I mean, it's, it's sinus stuff sucks, man. It sucks. My dad had uh, right. some issues with that. Uh, you know, everyone's had a sinus. Not everybody, but someone's, most, a lot of people have had 
sinus headaches and things like that. It can be awful, and sometimes surgery is required to kind of clear it out um, because there's a, you know, a structural foundational issue that uh, causes it. Um, so sometimes that happens, it's not, but that's not a life-threatening no, no, thing, an extended sinus battle. Uh, then you've got, uh, she had two visits to the doctor this month. Um, she was um, initially uh, not diagnosed with pneumonia, went back a week later, had the pneumonia uh, diagnosis, which she kept secret. And again, I think that's the big issue here. It's really less about whether um, she's in dire health, which she could be. I mean, I'm not, I'm not discounting it. I mean, that was a pretty scary scene. So I think it's worth looking into, but it's not necessarily about that. It's in many ways more about her hiding it. You know, why does she react this way? Why does the Clinton campaign uh, so secretive about this? And this is nothing. Imagine what they're hiding that actually matters. Right. Well, see, and don't forget that uh, now with this diagnosis, right, with the bacterial pneumonia that isn't contagious. Right? I mean, that's their claim, not being contagious. Right. Wasn't the campaign running around saying that, oh, well, something's going around, we're all getting sick? Uh, I think I got pneumonia, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on now. They, they did. They did. They it, was, right. it was their uh, campaign who did that. They came out and said, everybody in the campaign's been sick. I, we can't help it. Right. Then she said, we're not contagious. Now, the diagnosis from the doctor says a, a non-contagious uh, form of... Uh, That's of the bacterial pneumonia. Pneumonia. Yes. Which is, you know, whatever, fine. But what does that mean? Why is everyone else going to the hospital? It doesn't make right. any sense. And again, we'll give you the other one. Uh, and uh, Pat will bring this to you. Uh, he will have the details, I think, in a little bit. Um, but uh, he was reading quotes to me today. Because oh, yeah. you have one quote, which is, we can't get her to drink any water. She's always dehydrated. You, you try to get Hillary, dr- to get Hillary Clinton <laughs> to drink water. And she'll rip your face off if you ask her to have a drink of water. <laughs> then an interview with Hillary Clinton in which she says, uh, by the way, um, what do I do to stay healthy? All I do is drink water all the time. A lot Maximum of water. amounts of water. I love me water. <laughs> I, it's so bizarre. They can't even get it their sure lies is. straight. I don't get it. And it gets hard. I mean, you'd know this, Jeffy. When you are lying all the time, it's difficult to keep all of it straight. Yeah, and I'm not running for office. I mean, if I was running for office, I guess you know, I guess then you just have to power through, right? I mean, you oh, seriously you have power to power through. through. You got to power through. You got to. I power mean, seriously, through. you just have to kind of. You know, did I say that? You, no. You did. No, I didn't. Right. And, and is there audio of that? There is no. 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 I, then I didn't, then say, I didn't it. say it. Uh, well, you know, look, we both sides have a real uh, allergy to the truth. Yes, I, they it do. Was, um, last night was uh, the season premiere of South Park in which there was a, the they uh, showed the uh, uh, the election. If you didn't see it, it was, um, uh, what was it? Um, turd sandwich versus. Uh, Crap. Do- no, something douchey. Giant douche. Giant douche. Giant douche. A uh, giant douche versus turd sandwich. Uh, and uh, it's kind of how I think America largely feels. <laughs> With the exception of, you know, the, the minority of Trump supporters who are very passionate. And I'm sure, obviously, there are liberals that are passionate about Hillary, although it just doesn't seem the passion is there. Interesting uh, theory I was reading today in that um, Hillary has this weird combination of people that aren't particularly all that uh, fired up about her um, as well as people who all think she's going to win. I mean, you look at the polls, and the amount of people who believe she's going to win is much higher than the polls justify at this point. Um, You know, something like 60% think Hillary's going to win and 29% think Trump's going to win or something. And, you know, we're basically, and I was saying this off the air just a few minutes ago, and we'll go over this in depth on tomorrow's radio show, but... To me, right now, the race is about a tie. It feels that way. Um, you know, the polls way. coming out now, I think, are 
the, the polls where Trump was polling well uh, in states like Iowa and Nevada, they seem to be improving for him. Uh, states that were he was a little bit behind, states like Ohio and Florida, seem to be either even or uh, his lead now. Um, some polls, uh, even in New Hampshire and Colorado and Virginia, where he was way behind, not all, pretty recently, you know, four or five weeks ago, some of the polls double digits now are showing him within striking distance. And I think all of that points to the larger picture that Trump is probably about tied, certainly within the margin of error right now of actually winning this election. Now, his issue becomes more difficult when it comes to the um, uh, Electoral College and that he has to sweep all those uh, swing states and then reach into the Democratic leaners a little bit. But he's getting to that point where that seems like it could be possible. Listen, we talked a little bit about this before uh, concerning that is that uh, the more Hillary gets in your face, uh, the worse her numbers are going to get because exactly. nobody likes her. Nobody likes her. And now we're we see more and more that she's just keeps lying to us. Yeah, everything looks like whether it's not, it just looks like she's always lying. Yeah, and and and, and, and it is well. First of all, she is lying. Um, <laughs> the question is: Is her most recent tale the truth? Because she was lying, 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 lying. Now I'm telling the truth. Right. And that's a tough thing. I mean, you know, I, it's a part of the reason why I don't believe Donald Trump, too. Lie, 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 lie. But I'm going to pick a Supreme Court justice that you're like. Why would I believe that? I don't believe it from Hillary. I don't believe it from him. Um, but you look at this race, and I think the, the theory is that there's an enthusiasm gap, right? So uh, Trump supporters are pretty passionate, the hardcore ones, you know that. Um, and they don't like Hillary. Um, Hillary supporters really don't like Trump, but are like, well, you know, Hillary's just okay. So there's that lack of enthusiasm. On top of that, so many people think she's just going to win because they can't imagine Donald Trump actually winning this race. He's a reality show host. He's not going to win the presidency. Right. And it's, it's, it's possibly creating a little bit of um, uh, disconnect for her base and that they think, well, he's, she's going to win anyway. I'm not that passionate about it. I'll go with Jill Stein or I'll go with Gary Johnson. Especially this is happening among younger voters. We're seeing uh, real, uh, real degrading of millennial voters that went almost all to Donald Trump or to uh, Barack Obama and now are splitting not really with Donald Trump all that much, but with Gary Johnson. And that Gary Johnson is getting high 20s of the millennial vote, the 18 to 29. Um, so, and that's almost exclusively pulling away from Hillary. So anyone who thinks these third parties are bad for Trump, you're not right now. They're not. I mean, there was decent evidence a few weeks ago that she was, that uh, Johnson was pulling from Hillary. Now it's solid evidence. I mean, Johnson and Stein, and you'd expect Stein to hurt Hillary, but Johnson right. and Stein are doing real damage to the polls as far as Hillary's concerned. So, it's an interesting thing to look at because you, you, when you kind of back off a little bit, you see a tightening of the race to a point now that I think it's a, roughly tied. I think Donald Trump would still be the underdog, but it's a slight underdog um, at this point. And uh, you're seeing a lot of that issue coming from people going to your bottom row here. Um, and the question is, do people stay with that when they realize Donald Trump, holy crap, he might win? Does it help? Uh, you know, uh, someone on Twitter who just stay home. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Wow. Does it help? Uh, someone on Twitter uh, recently made this point that I was looking at, which was, hey, I think once uh, Trump looks like he might win, some of these never Trump people will come along. 
Now, I know that's not going to happen with me, it, it but isn't. it might happen Absolutely. with some people. People like to be with winners. It's a lot easier to hold out when you're down t- when he's down 10. And you know, we talked about it before, too. When you're when you when you get to that point and you're in that voting booth, pull that curtain down. It's just you in there pushing the button. Man, it's going to be tough not to. I mean, it's not going to be tough for me. I, I understand. But I think a lot of people, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, cause I don't, a lot of people look at him as like, yes, he's a crappy Republican, but, but a Republican's better than a Democrat. I, I don't see it that way at all. He is not a Republican at all. He's a Democrat. That's crazy. She's a Democrat. That's a Democrat, a normal Democrat. Now I would never vote for her either because right. both of them are progressive nut jobs. Uh, but the idea that I'm going to pull the, the lever for Donald Trump just because he's, uh, has an R next to his name, you know, that's just not me. Well, I, mean, I was... do believe many people will get there. That was Shapiro. I don't know if we have that or not, but I know Shapiro wrote. I saw a headline with him. We're all Democrats now. That's kind of like his. That was his point uh, in that article that we're all Democrats now. It doesn't matter. I mean, Trump's a Democrat. Hillary's a Democrat. And honestly, Gary Johnson, in many ways, is a Democrat, too. That's for sure. So, I mean, you have basically nobody who's not a Democrat. Like like Gary Johnson, like what you have now, seemingly, is Gary Johnson, a conservative Democrat. Okay. Hillary Clinton. A normal Democrat uh, to left-leaning Democrat, which, you know, most Democrats are. And then Donald Trump, who's a Democrat, but all over the board, um, in many ways, more liberal than Hillary Clinton. We've talked about it with spending programs. I mean, the stimulus is a good example of that. Uh, in other way, a trade is another example of that, where he's, to, you know, considerably to the left. I mean, you know, he's more than doubling the stimulus package uh, that Hillary is providing. However, she, he's also more conservative on, on other things. Um, so, you, you know, you have no idea where he is. Uh, although, uh, you, know, you know where he is as far as he's definitely a left-wing government control. I will spend money on things I think are valuable. Um, I will expand government power all over the place. Uh, that is definite with Donald Trump. The question is how much of that plays out. You know, as I've said before, the best case for Donald Trump is the case that he is disinterested, that he wants to win this race. He gets into office and wants to make big speeches about stuff, but lets everyone else do everything else. I mean, that's, what the, that's what the, you know, the inside story has been with all Kasich. along, yeah. right? With, with, Kasich. with, all, with Kasich and, and even some people who you were surprised uh, were for Trump. That you'd think, why are they for Trump? My gosh, you can't believe it. Their thought is that. Right. Look, okay, he's what we have to do, get into office. When he gets there, though, we can control it. Yeah, and I, and I understand people who make that calculus. At least it's something, right? I mean, uh, you know, maybe he'll have some loyalty to the people who supported him, who are actually sane. Maybe. I mean, Mike Pence, I've seen. Maybe. What Mike Pence is trying to do here uh, it, it makes me lose respect for Mike Pence. In that, like, he's obviously doing things that he doesn't believe in to try to win. That's very common with vice presidents. I mean, it happens a lot, and I don't like it. Sarah Palin did it uh, back with McCain, where she, you know, she would kind of fold. Everyone does it at some level. So I understand that, and I'm not necessarily going crazy about that part of it. But, I mean, Mike Pence, I think, generally speaking, is, you know, an average Republican. Like, you know, he's you know, Paul Ryan or, you know, one of those types of guys, he's not, you know, he's not a guy who would be proposing massive expansions to government maternity leave. Like, I, that's not right. Mike Pence in any other scenario. Um, but, you know, he's running as a vice president on this ticket. Your best argument for Trump to me is to say that not that Trump will become conservative or think these things are good ideas or, you know, push for them in any way. Your best argument is Donald Trump doesn't care. 
He gets into office and becomes a disinterested party in most policies. That's why he's got Ivanka out there pushing the kid thing. He doesn't care. Oh, Ivanka wants that? Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's going to hurt you, too. Because he's going to have things when he when he has bouts with the polls, which he's had here. What has he done? I mean, he's yeah. essentially, I, I know for a fact that he's not listening to my advice by any means. <laughs> but what was my point Boy. here? Stop coming after never Trump people. Stop bashing Ted Cruz. Yeah. When's the last time he bashed Ted Cruz? He's not doing it. Nope. When's, you know, he, he's not going after people on the right. Generally speaking, he's not going, he, he's not attacking Glenn Beck anymore. He's listened to, uh, you know, and he didn't listen directly, but I mean, it's just, Either Ailes or Bannon or somebody's giving him this same advice, which is go after the middle and the left. Start proposing things like, hey, we'll pay for you to have babies. Uh, and, you know, you maybe you can pull over some women voters from the mill that don't like Hillary. Um, you know, because you can get those people in previous elections. Republicans have been generally speaking limited by uh, their idea that they have ideas. Right. They are. I believe government should be smaller. I believe we should limit the amount of things that we do with government. Donald Trump doesn't have those limitations. He doesn't care about them. He wants to win, and he has no qualms about giving away every dollar of yours to do it. So he can propose, uh, instead of a $275 billion stimulus, he can go to $550 billion and then say, actually, it's going to be more than that. That is that is an ability Republicans have never had to buy voters. And Donald Trump is capable of doing it because he doesn't have an ideology that restrains him. He'll do anything. And, you know, as far as winning goes, that's a positive. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a terrible thing for the country, in my view, but it's a positive. And, and, And he's not limited by those things. And we've seen this with hosts. You know, his supporters, they're not limited in opposing uh, things like government maternity leave. They don't care. They don't have a centralized ideology huh. that restrains them from massive expansion of government. Strange. So they are able to support him through these pushes. Hmm. It's a, it's, I mean, it, it, we've learned a lot here. When you say host, are you talking radio, television? I don't you know, I think anybody, any, any medium. I don't know, not, not limiting it. Um, you know, it could be a host huh. at, a, uh, at a restaurant. We've seen this from people. I, I was at Applebee's the other day. And they're like, hey, by the way, I, I, I'm normally a Republican, but I go with Trump because I don't mind his government expansions because I don't have an ideology. Were they wearing a karate belt or anything? Or they're just, a, oh, they were all those at, at a restaurant. restaurant. So they're hey, wearing I'm an sorry. Applebee's uniform. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was an important thing to bring up. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is our uh, phone number. Uh, let me tell you about my Patriot Supply. Uh, they uh, they know they've been dealing with this for a long time. They know about preparedness. Now, my Patriot Supply will walk you through Really, the whole process. Uh, you know, we're talking from a 72 hour kit all the way up to a year's worth of food or more. Now, they could do that because they actually care. Um, they, you know, anyone can sell you a, a bunch of cardboard for you to eat in an emergency. They make the food taste good, they test it forever. I mean, they tell us about these products like, we're going to come uh, pretty soon to the market with, uh, with uh, this product. Uh, okay, cool. Can we try it? Well, um, not yet. No. Uh, in two years, when we're done <laughs> testing it, you can try it. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, but they do that all the time because they actually care about the quality. Uh, and they, you know, they care about getting you started. So an easy way to get started is about a month of food. Four weeks of food for $99. This is going to wipe out, you know, I, I don't know, probably mid to high 90s of what uh, percent wise of what could happen. You can never knock every single possibility out, but you know, with my Patriot Supply for only ninety nine dollars, you can you can knock out pretty much you know the vast majority of them at least, 
And the food lasts 25 years. So you've, you've taken out an insurance policy that lasts a long time, and you've spent what I probably spent at Applebee's just on the appetizer course <laughs> because I'm overweight. And the spinach dip is worth it. It is pretty. I've got to tell you, though, the peace of mind. You talked about it yesterday about the peace of mind uh, from my Patriot Supply. It kind of ticks me off a little because you buy some, and you, this is going to get you started, and you're going to say, wow, that's really good, and I've got... A four-week emergency food supply was only $99, yeah. and you're going to feel good about it for two weeks, and then you're going to go, you know, we really need more than that. <laughs> well, it's just, they, I, this, that's how good this product is, man. Yeah. I do look, it all I, the time. Yeah. I mean, you, want to, you, know, you can always prepare more, and my Patriot Supply is there for all your needs on that. But for $99, bucks, you, can get the door, you can get the ball rolling really easily. Uh, though there's a limit. I'm sorry, Jeffy, uh, two per caller. Uh, that means only eight weeks of food uh, you could buy. Uh, preparewithablaze.com is the web address. Preparewithablaze.com or call them 888-411-5290. It's 888-411-5290. Give them a call. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. It's Pat and Sue. Uh, Pat will be rejoining us here in a little bit. Jeffy is unfortunately here. Uh, welcome to the program. Um, so oh, you, said, you said that wrong. I may, I no. may have. I'm not perfect, Jeffy. Uh, so, Jeffy, let me ask you a question. Uh, honestly, t- are you Team 236 or Team 267? Oh, it's 267. Yeah? Oh, my gosh. There's not a chance he's 236. Because there's, mo- there's differing reports here uh, whether Trump is 267 pounds or 236 pounds, Don't according forget, to his medical. My original call was 278, I think, yesterday. So, I mean, and that 267 is in that ballpark. Um, I, yeah. know, I know I went over, but I, you know, yeah. it, it's in that ballpark. There's not a chance he's 236. No way. I, I honestly believe that they just inverted those two numbers. 60, so I'll give him the 63. Okay. But no way is he 36. No way. He, I mean, because he's a big guy. He's a big guy anyway. He's tall. Right. Uh, and, you know, I, he's not in shape. I mean, like, uh, you know, the, the famous Taco Bowl picture is an indication. I mean, what's that thing? 1,200 calories minimum? <laughs> And he I mean, may I, not, I mean, to be... It's a big lunch. I hate to give him a fair shot, but I mean, I, he may not have actually eaten that. We don't know that he ate the whole shot. But there's no, I mean, he's always in pictures eating his... Kentucky uh, Fried Chicken's a big Kentucky one. Kentucky Fried Chicken, his, he likes uh, his fast quarter food. pounders with French fries or whatever he eats from McDonald's. And, I should, and always. We should point out here, by the way, this is not criticism. This is the only thing I like about him. I know. That <laughs> is absolutely not criticism. I, I love the fact that he actually eats <laughs> fast food. Uh, that's endearing to me. 
um, just from the perspective of like, here's a billionaire and he's like popping down some fast food. Like, I never thought that was a bad thing about Clinton either, Bill. I didn't either. I always thought that was kind of like, ah, okay, good. good. He's just walking around. He, I mean, we all like freaking McDonald's. Can we admit it? Do we have to act well, like we're eating kale all the time? Well, the point is we've talked about it on the show a thousand times. Let's make it a thousand and one. The reason that places like McDonald's do well is because when you travel all the time, you go places with your family or on business, you can say to yourself, I don't know what I want to eat. I know what McDonald's tastes like. I'll go there. Oh, believe me, this is. Uh, and that's true with me. That's true with uh, all the chains. When you're not, you know, I don't know what I want. Let's just go there. We know what it tastes like. Yeah, that sounds okay. Let's go there. I, I'm a huge defender of uh, of chain restaurants. Um, I mean, that's and, the point. And I think that there's a huge value uh, in being able to go to a particular area you're not familiar with and get food that you know you'll like. I mean, that's a I, like to I me. I mean, there's an event happening today. Uh, just to take a side note from the Donald Trump eating fast food uh, politics, but there's an event happening happening today at 2 p.m. Eastern okay, uh, where you were able to log on and perhaps for $100 receive the uh, never-ending pasta bowls from Olive Garden for... uh, (laughs) Pardon me, what? For $100 for seven weeks of unlimited pasta bowls from Olive Garden. An event that starts at 2 p.m. Are they, is there a today. limited amount of these or something? 21,000 in all. That's not bad. You still got a shot. Last year they did it. They only had 2,000 passes sold out in seconds. Okay, so 100 bucks, you get the, you get the, you get the card, unlimited pasta bowl for you for those seven weeks. Okay, uh, toppings and everything, unlimited Coca-Cola soft drinks for the card holder and the guest. Wait, the pasta for the guest too, or no? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, only no, not to go. Just dine in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, good till they sell out. It's twenty-one thousand of them. Holy crap! I want to buy one of those. I do too. Hundred dollars. Now, two- I, now this is a, this is why this is a good promotion. Because I haven't been to Olive Garden in like 16 years. I actually my like daughter, Olive Garden. My daughter just fell in love with this place. And I honestly, to, to, I have, I've been there, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago. I, I actually really, I like Olive Garden. Everyone like makes it out to be there. No, but but again, I like point. chain that, restaurants. That's so. another place that you go, I don't know what we want. You know what it tastes like. Okay, we'll go to Olive Garden. Yeah, I mean, their fettuccine Alfredo is pretty solid. Oh, my gosh. I like Tremendous. it. And their breadsticks are awesome. Come on the now. only reason I would not buy that, the only reason, <laughs> is because if I do it, I'll be, I'll be... I'll Seven weeks of unlimited well. pasta bowls? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'll be you, Trump weight in you're like, I might as well go down and start shooting on uh, What's-Her-Face's website for the fattest woman in the world and just <laughs> sit next to her and go, you know what? I'm going to hit it with you. That's a good promotion for her website. <laughs> we got to tell her about that. That is a good promotion. Uh, we did a segment the other day <laughs> with a woman who does you sells 20,000 subscriptions yeah, she's a month. Got at least, that's what they had said. She has 20,000 subscriptions. And that's before this media push. 20,000 subscriptions right. a month, and she's like 700 pounds and just eats all the wants time on camera. Wants, wants to be 1,000. Wants to be 1,000 pounds. Wants to be the fattest. Why is she limiting herself at 1,000? Well, she wants to be. I don't think she is. I think that uh, the fattest person, fattest female in the world, I have to look it up what the record is. But it's probably like, I don't know. We should try to 1, buy some of these and give some away to fat listeners. Like, are you are you a big fat guy and you want to gain a bunch of weight? We've got your Olive Garden <laughs> card to give away. When does well, it start? I, I think, think we should do today. that. today. All right, I'm I mean, in. it is today. I'm in. Uh, the the link's going to be up at one thirty. One thirty. I think you, I don't think you're going to buy more than one thirty uh, Eastern. Yeah. yeah I'm in on Eastern. this. I mean, I in seven weeks I could easily do that. Oh, a hundred dollars worth of pasta and, okay. and sodas. 
Oh, you know me and the soda. Come on too. now. $100 worth of pasta and sodas and toppings. October 3rd to November 20th. That would just get you primed up for Thanksgiving right there. Ooh, yeah. Get the, get the stomach expanded yeah, a little bit. Lying. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> uh, what the hell were we talking about? I have no I, idea. I have no, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, we're talking about 267 pounds versus 236, right? Oh, I wanted to give you the... Um, uh, I wanted to give you the... Uh, the it, does Donald Trump have low oh, yeah. or high testosterone? Now, oh, yeah. this is an interesting... Um, uh, thing because just because you just assume by the way he is he, he'd have like quintuple the amount of absolutely. possible testosterone. testosterone with a capital t um cause just because the way he acts you know i want to beat everybody up in the audience and you know i you know, everyone beat the crap out of people i'm gonna bomb the, the s out of isis like he's just yeah. that guy right but it's all talk um uh the the average testosterone and i guess it's um uh, you know, I have no idea what my testosterone is. I mean, who knows? But the uh, uh, t- six well below what's being reported for Donald Trump. I I'm guarantee sure, that. Right? I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> in general, the normal range in males is 270 to 1,070. So that's normal. Okay. The average is 679. Okay. Um, Trump was uh, 441. <laughs> so below average, but still normal. Okay. Still, though, that's on the lower you, end of normal. Most docs, especially here in Texas, since on the local radio, all you hear is uh, go low to low T commercials, commercials yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So they would be pumping you full of testosterone here in Texas. I mean, you go to see Texas a doc, has anything to do with it. I don't know. I'm just telling you, it's I never heard it business. before I moved here. Now, it might be a phenomenon across the country. Right. That we decided that, you know, a couple years ago that, oh, my gosh, we're going to push testosterone onto humans. But <laughs> since I moved to Texas. <laughs> oh my God! There's we're going to push testosterone onto people. Picture that meeting. There's like, oh my gosh, we're going to push testosterone onto humans. <laughs> so we're going to do. <laughs> Could have been that meeting. Could have been. You never know. Yeah. Hey, you don't know what those medical people do behind closed doors. Right. Anyway, but that since I moved to Texas, that's all you hear. I mean, so if you below the average, that below that six sixty seven or whatever it was, uh, six seventy nine. Yeah, yeah. So if you're below six seventy nine, man. Hold on, you either need to get the shot or take the pill or wear the patch or do something. They insert little testosterone balls in the side of your body now. You can take a shot. You can get a patch. You can rub cream on it. balls. Yeah, there are these little uh, medical balls they insert inside your body what's going on with you i'm just telling you that's what they do all right that's of course what they do uh i will say that uh, it's an interesting one i feel like that's the part that would actually bother trump like oh, he, yeah. uh, you could talk about him oh, yeah. uh selling out and giving free government <laughs> programs to the end of time talk about his testosterone oh, being be low in his small hands that's that's right. not yeah he doesn't like that right oh maybe pissed um that's so great. there is uh, a uh, passion project a team of writers photographers producers and actors spent the last week um, scripting, shooting, and acting in a film which takes an optimistic view of the increasingly heated race for the White House. Uh, the video was created by staff members of the production company uh, Missing Pieces. Uh, let's watch. We believe. We believe in the fight for black lives, clean water, and a livable wage. We fight for these rights because they're right. We believe that public colleges should be affordable for all. Inequality, not a wall. This land is my land. Your land. Our land. Don't let anyone ever tell you that 
this country isn't great. We believe in faith in one another, not fear of the other. The refugees deserve refuge and women's, women's rights are human rights once and for all. We believe no. racism, homophobia, xenophobia are real. We believe they exist just as much as we believe in the possibility of their extinction. But only if we stand together. If we believe in we. Because in the end, if we believe in each other, believe in an America where our people are as, as united, united as, as our states. states. We, we Trump hate. Ugh. Uh, so uh, there you go. That's obviously a left-wing uh, piece, and and you know I. Uh, it's funny because you could have, it's, you could have easily, easily, ran that exact same uh, blender full of feel-good terms in 2008 for Barack Obama. You got the presidency for eight years, and now you're still running it. It's the same freaking group of blah 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 blah. Uh, as it was in 2008. Uh, and so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, look, it's part of it. We're in, we're in campaign season, so these things happen. Um, Gary Johnson, uh, his campaign has now uh, uh, announced that he's going to get to 50 states, which is the first time a third party has hit 50 states in quite some time. I, I want to say it's, it's been, a, I mean, it's certainly Ross Perot did it. Um, but I don't remember if there's been a candidate since Ross Perot. Maybe one of the libertarians in between did get to 50 states. And usually because it means there's, there's a couple, unless you have a lot of money, uh, there's a couple states that make it very difficult to get on the ballot. Texas is one of them. Oklahoma is one of them. California is another. Um, a lot of times they'll just skip one or two of the most difficult states because they can get on 47. I think I, I want to say Johnson was on 47 or 48 last time. Uh, this time he's in all 50 states plus the District of, of, of Columbia. In one of the most for, formidable third-party challenges, uh, in modern times. Um, that is not going to be enough, however, to get him uh, into these debates, at least debate number one, uh, because he is currently at um, about 9% on average uh, in the five polls uh, that are going to make up uh, the argument of whether he gets in or not, uh, which means that this NBC poll that comes out next, I think someone estimated, some of the guys at Reason estimated that He'd have to get 42% of that poll to actually qualify. That's not going to happen. Well, no um, so he is not going to make it. He's making a plea, did a full-page ad in the New York Times to say, come on, let me in. Please let us in. Most people, regardless of party and who they're voting for, want him in the debates. Sure. Now, there's a whole other layer of this, which is if he got in the debates, he, I think he would look terrible and lose voters. But that's, all. <laughs> that's up to him because uh, he's just not good at that. But like. He's We've just, seen that in action. Yeah, I mean, he's terrible on the he's air. He's better. I'm trying to find the place he's better. Um, my my new belief is that he's better in maybe written form. He wrote an op-ed for uh, for a Utah paper at one point. It was pretty good. Uh, he seemed when he writes, he seems to be generally speaking pretty well thought out. He's just not good on the fly uh, in those moments. And you know, you know who else wasn't was George W. Bush. I mean, Bush was the same way. He was not good at those moments. He always held your breath in the debates. Sarah Palin's the same way. Um, you're like, oh, God, what's she going to say next? Um, I think there's a major separation between Bush and Palin, and that Bush, I think, did it because he you know, got his words got jumbled, and he 
uh, maybe overcomplicated. I think Palin is a totally different story, to be honest with you. It's a whole other situation. Let me uh, leave you with an important update uh, on uh, on a long-term debate. We talked about, uh, are you going to vote for Gary Johnson? I don't know. I, I'm having a tough time doing it right now. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. But I know I'm not voting for Donald Trump. This gets certain people very angry. Uh, and they start uh, they start bragging about maybe their testosterone levels. That'll be next. But right now, it's just about their karate belt shade of color. Uh, here is from the Washington Free Beacon, uh, and we'll go to break with this, so we make sure we don't comment on it afterwards. Here's the Sean Hannity karate update. What? Now, look, I actually trained with Chuck Liddell. Uh, he's obviously, wow. for those of you, as many of you know, I've been doing a lot of mixed martial arts. I'm humbly being trained. The best thing you gave me is your signature punch, the Iceman. I'm working on it because that, to me, was the ultimate lesson that I got out of you from today. This is my fist. You can pan in on that all black and blue from, from pounding today. That's my badge of honor right there. You know, because I was, I, try, I was trying to hit hard today for you because I wanted to give you my best. I punch and I kick and so I fight and I, I get a workout like no other. You may, so you're basically trying to be Jean-Claude Van Damme? If someone says something about your mother, you, you give them, you know. That's right. I stand by give that. Give them a rate their jaw and break it. Sean Hannity uh, is getting very good at martial arts. Thank yes. you. There's a lot of uh, division in our world today, in our country. There is. Uh, and, you know, it's good to see when you can find places where everyone unites. Uh, for example, um, both candidates believe we should fund Planned Parenthood. And that's, uh, you know, look, it's people coming together and saying, you know what, our federal tax dollars should go to an organization that's killing uh, lots of babies. Uh, well, as many as we can get. That certainly isn't everything they do. No, that's true. They Well... I mean, you know, in fact, it's the vast majority uh, is other things. Uh, for example, did you know only 3% of what uh, Planned Parenthood does uh, is actually abortions? 3%. Nothing. Wow. This is why we should fund them, right? Right? Yeah. Uh, that's why we should fund them. Uh, so uh, that's, I, it's pretty interesting. And uh, thank God we have both candidates. In fact, all four candidates who want to just... I don't know. Maybe Johnson doesn't want to fund Planned Parenthood. We should ask him that next time he's on. I bet he does. Uh, we should get. We should get. We should reach out again. See if Johnson or Weld will come on. They they typically say no. Uh, but also maybe Daryl Castle again. I'm I'm opening up that door again in my head. Bring maybe wow. Daryl Castle back on. I don't I mean, know, man. Because I'm going to be writing somebody in. There's a there's a percentage chance I'm going to vote for Gary Johnson, who's the only option on the ballot I could vote for. And there's another percentage chance that I will write somebody in. Now, when you write somebody in in Texas, they have to be a designated write-in candidate, or it just um, goes into the wash, or it goes right? into the it just Doesn't goes into matter. the ether. So you you might I mean, and again, I'm not against that either. There's a there's a chance I write in somebody like Ted Cruz and just say screw you votes, and uh, just literally light them on fire and toss them into the wilderness. Um, the other one is uh, you write in somebody like Daryl Castle is a, an official write-in candidate in Texas. I mean, 
Oh, he's not even on the ballot. Ooh, he's not on the ballot. That's a tough one. He's got to be a write-in. Uh, but there's also dozens of other write-ins. We need to get a list of the write-in candidates in Texas. I think we should just start trotting them through the show, see if any of them are any good. I love that. I don't care if it's like Bill. He's a car dealer in, 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 uh, in Tyler. If, he's gone, if, they've, if someone has gone out of their way to get on uh, yeah, let's interview a write-in him. ballot, let's <laughs> talk to him. I want everyone who's running. I, I don't that. care if they're socialists. Maybe one of them will say something that's a little bit less socialist than our main candidates. But uh, I will say there's no options. We should have our own write, our, our own write-in candidate debate on the Pat Stu Show. I freaking love this idea. I love, I love that. I, a right-in candidate The right-in debate. candidate debate. <laughs> I'm telling you. I let's get love him in here. this idea. Let's get him in here. An official that no one's ever done that before. Uh, you're damn right they have it. I love this idea. Okay, we got to put this together off the air. Okay. This is a good idea. Uh, before we do that, though, let's talk about the two main candidates, neither of which uh, really want to do, I mean, you know, Donald Trump says he's pro-life. It's up to you whether you believe that or not. Um, but he definitely has said he wants to continue funding Planned Parenthood because they do uh, other things. The liberal argument of this, of course, is it's only 3% uh, of, of what Planned Parenthood does is about abortions. Uh, there's crazy right-wingers out there who disagree with that analysis. Watch. Let's look at the numbers. According to their own annual report, Planned Parenthood commits over 300,000 abortions per year. Last year alone, they did 323,999 abortions, which averages to 887 abortions per day, wow. 37 abortions per hour, one abortion every 97 seconds. Again, Planned Parenthood it's, commits one abortion every 97 seconds. But how much of what Planned Parenthood does is abortion? Well, let's divide the number of abortions they do in a year by the number of patients they see in a year. 323,999 abortions for 2.5 million patients means that one in eight patients who walk into Planned Parenthood will undergo an abortion. Not one in 33, Elizabeth Warren, one in eight. It's easy to see where Planned Parenthood's priorities are. They commit 160 abortions for every one adoption referral. Though Planned Parenthood constantly talks about their breast exams and pap tests, they only do less than 1% of the nation's pap tests and 1.8% of the nation's breast exams, while they do 30.6%, a third of the nation's abortions. Hmm. But that's a public relations problem. I don't know why in this uh, day no and age it is anymore. It's a public relations problem. Why? Yeah, I, guess, I mean, when you have both candidates who want to give them money, well, why, is it, why is it a problem? Uh, but let's uh, watch part two. Maybe we'll find out. To get the 3% figure, Planned Parenthood divides abortions by the number of so-called services, which they define as a discrete clinical interaction. And they count all these services equally, regardless of the cost, time, or effort it takes to render that service. So an entire abortion procedure, which can cost from $390 to $1,500, is counted the same as a pregnancy test, which a girl could get at a pharmacy for $10. In this way, Planned Parenthood is able to count 9.4 million services. Divide 323,999 so abortions dishonest. by 9.4 million services, and they get 3%. It's easy to see why this math is completely ridiculous. Say a woman goes to Planned Parenthood to get an abortion. She gets her pregnancy test, the abortion procedure, an STI test, and some contraceptives. In one visit, she gets four services, one of which is the actual abortion. So Planned Parenthood would say that abortion was only 25% of what they did for that woman who came into the clinic only for an abortion. <laughs> By this math, even if 100% of Planned Parenthood patients got an abortion, they would still say abortion is only 25% of their <laughs> services. <laughs> <Unbelievable>. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. 
I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, first of all, it's terrible. But I mean, just to show how dishonest these people actually are. This happens. This is half of the stuff that we do on Wonderful World of Stew are, 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 are picking apart numbers yeah. like this because people try There's something about numbers uh, that uh, I love. But it's convincing. It, it feels concrete sure to people. Good. Throw a number out there. People think, sure well, does. it's been decided. Science is settled, blah, blah, blah. So if you manipulate numbers like a lot of these people do, they can convince you to do all sorts of crap and make you think it's science, make you think it's fact. And that's why we do that here. We do it on Patent Sue. We do it on radio. And I do it on Wonderful World Sue almost every week because it's it's. If you can understand what they're doing to these numbers, you can make decisions actually based on fact, not on their spin. I've, I love doing that. We were, Pat and I were just talking. We've been working on these serials that we do on the radio show. And we, for one of the upcoming serials, one of the things that one of the people I interviewed yesterday talks about is a study that was widely criticized. And I mean, just criticized all over. But it was never discredited. The study itself is Good. Still, still there. But nobody wants to buy it, believe it, so they just discredit it, the whole thing. Oh, uh, that's no good. Amazing. But never been discredited. Nah, incredible. And it's amazing. All right, we got to take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the uh, number back with more Pat and Stu in just a moment with Jeffy. Oh, you've been corrected. You made another mistake? I know. I know. I want to apologize. Jeffy, come on, man. Uh, It's not uh, testosterone balls. Uh, People are a little wound up about that, okay? They don't. I'm just saying. Okay? I'm just reminded here by the feed. I'm really surprised. I'm surprised that they were not testosterone balls. Well, listen. This person seems to be a professional. Said they are called pellets. Testosterone pellets. So they do Not kind balls. of. This is as close as you've been to but the truth. If, according to this person, if uh, if I was in pharma, I would have pushed for calling them balls. But uh, I, he works for an insurance carrier, so he's handled calls about this before. So they're pellets. I apologize. I apologize. But they are round objects inserted into your body with testosterone. Do you know we do a segment every day in which we trust <laughs> Jeffy with the content? Uh, that's the sort of stuff you, if you've never heard that segment before, it's coming up, uh, and you'll you'll enjoy it quite a bit. Jeffy, do you, have, can you give us a preview of what you have coming up today on the Jeffy segment? Oh, well, we talked about uh, possibly having the uh, write-in candidates uh, as a, a debate. Put them on a debate stage here for the Pat and Stu Show, uh, the write-in candidate debate. Here's how I here's how I envision this, by the way. <laughs> I envision this set. Now, this here, I'm standing up here right now. I'm right, this is the one edge of the set right here. Okay, and Jeffy's at the other edge of the set. Roma. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. eight. It's eight steps. Okay, it's a very small set. We have a tiny one. It's not like Glenn's, you know, gigantic sprawling metropolis of a set that he has every day. My thought is we have all of the candidates right here. Like, they're all just standing in a really crowded area. To, and just like a, we just pass around a mic, or like they will all have to like kind of scrunch around uh, as they're debating. What's your name? <laughs> I'm Ted uh, Tensonson. I live in uh, Tyler, Texas. I, uh, What's your platform, I'm gro- Ted? I'm, I, I bag groceries for the local store. And I think that we should eliminate all eels. Ted, pass the mic to the next person, please. <laughs> I think we just do it like that. 
We're just always scrunch right in here and do it. Like 40 people. I just love this. I love this idea, Jeff. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, it's Pat's Two Show. Um, last night was the debut of a kind of a new cool thing Glenn is doing uh, called His Story, uh, and this is completely different than the Michael Jackson album called His Story uh, or His Tory, which uh, would be like a British politics reference. It's not His Tory or it's His Story. It's His Story. It's totally different. So what the difference, and and in reality, it is different because the Michael Jackson thing back in the day, which I don't remember what year that was, but uh, it was after he had all of his, uh, you know, some of the controversies and, you know, he's having, you know, is he whitening his skin? And um, he was, by the way, Uh, he doesn't admit that, but he probably was. Um, But uh, he uh, was, he, you know, he's getting divorced and does he, you know, he's kissing his weird wife thing on stage and. And that whole that whole weirdness, and then the whole I don't know the pedophile thing too. So, that was that whole thing was. So his really point weird. was the name of my album is his story, meaning like it's my story. I'm finally telling my side of all this, his story, but spelled out history. Okay, Glenn is not doing that. He's not saying his story. He's saying we need to focus on the story part of history. Uh, it's not just uh, it's not just about the names and the dates. It's a lot deeper than that. And he went into one of the more interesting stories uh, that he's kind of told in bits and pieces over the years, but he really puts it together here. This is from the debut album, or debut album, debut uh, episode of uh, History. Um, and I would say that uh, you should know this as you watch it. Share this around with your friends. If you're, if you're a subscriber um, and you want people to kind of see where the, you know, the direction of some of the cool programming uh, Glenn is doing, it's free today. It's on glenbeck.com. So they don't have to be subscribers to check this out. But we wanted to give you a kind of an inside look at, uh, at what this looks like. It's pretty cool. Uh, this is the story of Edison and Tesla. I love this story. This is one of my f- favorite stories and one that I have been fascinated with for five years, probably. And it totally changed the way I look at history. It made me um, realize that almost everything I've ever learned in history, dead wrong. It proves that what I said to my kids when we were, um, I would pick them up from school and we'd be in my old Volkswagen bug and I'd pick them up after school and I'd say, what'd you learn um, in school today? Math, no interest in math. What'd you learn in history? I don't know, some dates. And I happened to be fascinated with history at the same time they were. And so I said, well, what are you talking about? Columbus, and he sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Do you know the story of Columbus? And I told them the story of Columbus. Forget the dates, forget the names, forget all of it. What's the story? My kids went from hating history to 
both of them getting their majors in history, both of them absolutely loving history, because history is not about the dates, it's not about the names, it's about the story and then what you pull out of that story. Just to know a story is worthless, but to know a story and read it and say, oh my gosh, this is what I just learned from that. That's what's important. Three different guys. One born in Ohio, one born in New York, Buffalo, and the other one born all the way here off the Adriatic in Croatia. A man of light or a man of profound darkness? When he was born, that's what the midwife said. He's a man of darkness, his mother said. No, no. This is going to be a child of light. All three of them, all three of them had that choice. And what we get out of it, what we pull from that story, can change our view of everything. Guy who was born in Buffalo, born into bad situation, poor, he was a heavy drinker, an alcoholic, and and very, very low class. Um, and he saved all of his money to be able to get a push cart. And he would sell vegetables or whatever he could sell on the street with his push cart. And he takes the push cart and he, he does his business um, and he comes home at night and he's not the greatest of guys as prohibition later would try to correct these men that would get all sauced up on fire water and beat their family beat their children he has a common-law wife her name is Tilly and um, Tilly is at home with their daughter he comes home one day and um, he comes up the stairs they live in this just rat-infested apartment complex and he comes um, into the house and opens up the door and uh, she's in the kitchen she's making dinner a scuffle breaks out he becomes enraged and starts hitting her beating her and she thinks she escapes a, a night of really bad beating because he leaves what he does, however, is go down back to his pushcart where he has all of his tools and he gets a hatchet. And he comes back into the uh, apartment and he violently and, and uh, insanely rips his common-law wife, Tilly, apart with the axe, just brutally kills her blood splattered everywhere she is in pieces and the child is screaming stop daddy stop 
He finally does. And he drops the axe. Blood everywhere. He looks at his child and turns the entire hallway of the apartment building is just stacked with people. And they are all trying to get in. Um, he calmly opens up the door and people back up after seeing him and he pushes his way through the crowd and he says, well, they'll certainly hang me for that. That is where this story begins and ends if it's my story. Because I think this is the turning point. This is where three men are all brought together. At that point, they're all brought to this point. And all of them make a decision at that moment that changes the course, not only for them, but for us, for us today. The axe murderer is William Kemmler, and he's in uh, Buffalo. But we have to go to Ohio, where we find Thomas Edison, middle of the 1800s, before the Civil War. He's a kid, um, in, and I like him at the beginning. Um, he's, he is a go-getter. He is um, a dreamer, but a doer. He's got a... Uh, like a little science experiment in his basement. He's like every kid who ever, you know, ever got a magic kit through the mail or a chemistry set through the mail and they were down in the basement and, and working on stuff. And that's what Thomas Edison did. Um, by the time I think he's, I don't know, 10, 12, he's working at the railroad and he is, he's p printed his own newspaper. And he's selling his newspaper. Can you imagine being 12 years old and then, go, you know, hey, I want my newspaper for a nickel. You would be reading a 12-year-old's newspaper? He's done it. And he's selling these on the train and he's making money. He's popular also on the train, at least popular enough to be on the train um, and have access to the luggage compartment where the conductor of the train has said, kid, I like you. He said, I just want to set up shop here. And he was, I mean, he was making his own stuff for sale. I just want to set up a little, kind of a little laboratory. I don't know what he called it. Most likely not a laboratory. I just need to set a little something up. Well, it was a laboratory. And lo and behold, he's mixing and sets the luggage compartment on fire. They don't want him on the train anymore. But it doesn't stop him from being a go-getter and hanging around the train. One day, a, um, a young boy falls on the track and is about to be run over by the train. And young Thomas Edison grabs him, pulls him back just in time, saves his life. Well, little did he know, the kid he just saved, his father, is the station master. And so now the station master is kind of in Thomas Edison's debt. And he says, kid, whatever you want, what do you want? I, when I read that, I thought he was going to say, I don't know, a science lab in the next train. 
Um, but what he said was, teach me how to use the telegraph. And so he learns how to use the telegraph. And so, you know, later in life, the telegraph plays such an important role in his life that he actually names his kids, the nicknames, Dot and Dash. And so he learns how to use the telegraph. The telegraph at this point is just starting to take off only one message at a time. Um, and as he grows, the Civil War happens. And now he's running the telegraph office. And now he is running telegrams to the um, Union Union troops. He goes through this for quite some time. Um, and then he settles down and he realizes, okay, I'm not going to be a telegraph operator my whole life. I want to invent. I want to do something big. He's got a billion ideas. And he thinks, I can change the world. I can make the world a better place. His first invention was uh, was a voting tabulator. All it did was was tabulate yes or no. And because he was reading and watching what was happening in Washington, and he realized that the the legislature in Washington, the House and the Senate, and all the legislatures in all 50 states, they would have to vote with a voice. And then somebody had to count it, and it would take a long time. So he thought, oh, this is great. I can change the world. I can make the world a better place. I'm going to sell them my electronic vote calculator. And that way somebody says, yay, one, nay, two, and it just automatically counts. All you do is you just turn a dial in front of each legislature. You'll have the vote that fast. We went down to Washington and he presented it to them. And uh, he was standing there and they said, why would we want something that would give us an accurate count of the votes and shave time off of the vote itself broom kid broom he was um dejected but in my reading of his story this is a really important turning point he goes from a kid that wants to change the world and wants to do incredible things and dream to a kid that now says, I'm never going to invent something unless it's unless it makes money. So there you go. Really cool. Uh, and a different approach, different kind of way of looking at these things and, and getting the real picture behind history. And it, one thing we've learned from this election, you can't just sit here and do politics every every day and, and rehash the same stuff. You got to tell the stories of what's happened in history and what, what we can learn from it. Uh, and that's what Glenn's trying to do with this new series. It's again, available at glenbeck.com. Uh, for free today. So even if you're not a subscriber, share it with someone who isn't and uh, let them check it out uh, and uh, and watch it. Uh, it's going to be airing in the 5 p.m. slot uh, throughout the week. Glenn's doing a lot of, trying a lot of new cool things uh, at the 5 p.m. Uh, hour. So check that out as we go forward at theblaze.com slash TV. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is my Patriot Mobile. Now, uh, look, would you switch phone companies if you knew your current carrier was doing all sorts of crap you know, to help the left? I mean, we're talking yes. helping Hillary's campaign. We're talking uh, restricting your Second Amendment rights. Um, we're talking about Planned Parenthood. We're talking about all sorts of things that you don't believe in. And so 
The issue is, you know that uh, you wouldn't do that if you knew about it, but it, it's happening. I mean, you know, these big companies do this all the time. Um, your carrier is using your money to undermine your beliefs. It, it happens all the time, spending tens of billions of dollars, some of them, to remove conservative leaders from office and other crazy causes. Luckily, you have Patriot Mobile. Now, Patriot Mobile offers all the good stuff that you get from every uh, uh, network. We're talking nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data, competitive prices. But they do something a little bit different than these other companies. They take 5% of your monthly bill, and they donate it to a conservative organization of your choice. Now, you can pick from a, a really good selection of conservative-leaning uh, charities and help out your beliefs, your, the cause that leads to your beliefs, uh, instead of donating it to the other side. Same quality service, the latest and greatest phones, including iPhone, Samsung, all the bells and whistles, uh, but a company that supports your conservative values, things that you actually believe in. Go to, my Patri- excuse me, go to patriotmobile.com, patriotmobile.com slash blaze, uh, or give them a call, 877-367-7524. Again, it's patriotmobile.com slash blaze, or call 877-367-7524. Make it your last call from your current provider. Do it now. Hi. Uh, hey, uh, Pat. Welcome back. Oh, um, thank I, you. We actually had something. I'm back, and, and this time I'm I, I'm pissed. See, that wasn't as nor- as convincing as you normally really? are with that. Huh. You have to say it with the, the deeper voice. I'm back, and this time I'm pissed. That's it. Perfect. Okay. All um, right. I saved, uh, we actually had a story uh, in our uh, rundown today that I wanted to save specifically for you. Uh-huh. So I didn't want to do yes. this one on my own, because if I did, I think you'd be a little upset. The story mm. uh, revolves around um, a college you may have heard of, a university uh, known as Brigham Young University. Uh, they are. Uh, they have a football team, mm-hmm. uh, basketball team. Yeah. Apparently, a lacrosse team and a volleyball team. I hear way too much Women's about soccer. Softball too. Uh, soccer. Yes, they. They do soccer, golf, uh, tennis. And as you see, North Carolina had an incident recently. Now, yeah. they had this bathroom rule that was passed, and so the North Carolina bathroom law is passed. Now, the NCAA is pulling out of uh of north carolina they're holding back tournaments they're doing all sorts of things i don't know why north carolina is the only state that is getting this treatment when lots of states have these rules but for whatever reason north carolina is this is how dumb we are as a country and it shows oh just go that way pat right in front of the camera. no sorry was that right in front of the camera right in front of the camera (laughs) was it honestly oh my gosh that's terrible pat's going to get some that was very unprofessional of me Uh, agreed Uh, (laughs) oh my Gosh, I'm sorry. You were saying North Carolina is not the only one. It's not the only one. So it's like it's one of those things. Pretend where like I'm not walking you're, you're back in front of you again. Oh, there you go. All right, let's, um, we were supposed to pretend. Oh yeah. Oh, All right. Okay. You didn't. So the issue is, uh, <laughs> it's, it shows the dumb sort of social network mentality that we have, mm-hmm. um, which is, hey everybody, um, you know we have a cause and therefore we've decided that this one's important and we're going to act on it when. 25,000 other similar causes we didn't do anything about. But this time we're going to make uh, uh, we're going to make a lot of noise. So the one for whatever reason North Carolina has been targeted with this even though many other states have similar or identical laws to what they have as far as the bathroom thing goes. Yeah. Um, and some laws you would say if you uh, were an honest left-winger you actually dislike much more than the bathroom law. But that one's really? made news, so now everyone's taking a stand on it. Um, 
However, I guess pulling the tournaments out of North Carolina, not enough for some people, Pat. No, this uh, Sid Vicious or Sid uh, uh, something or other. Pistols? Yeah, Sid Vicious from the Sex Pistols has written a, uh, an article That's interesting. from the grave, from well, beyond the grave. Was, I thought he was dead. Yeah, I believe Sid's dead. We lost him. We lost him. Let's mm. take a moment. Okay, which, well, um, can you work me up to it a little bit and build me up? Uh, he doesn't feel good. Oh, no. He's died. Oh, he died. Oh, God. He's gone. That's terrible news. <laughs> That's terrible news. Yeah. So, uh, Is that the news you're going to bring up here, that Sid Vicious has no, died? He's no. He's still dead? Uh, no, I actually had uh, something else here, and I, I wrote about it on Facebook, which is why I walked in front of you twice to get my computer. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, I, I, his name is Sid... Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't want to give him any publicity anyway. This journalist, supposed journalist, says if the NCAA is going to, and he's all for the NCAA pulling the championships out of North Carolina. But if they're going to do that, that will be meaningless unless they kick BYU out of the NCAA <laughs> completely. Wow. Uh, because, of course, he says BYU discriminate. First of all, it targets gays. It does. And it discriminates mm. against gays. Okay. Now, I, I've, I've mentioned before that, uh, and they are coming for BYU, and I get it. They, a lot of people don't care because they're, they're not Mormons, and they don't care because they don't like football. But, you know, it's like that Niemöller poem. First they came for the Mormons, and I wasn't Mormon, and I didn't like football, so I did nothing. They are eventually coming for Baptists and Methodists sure. and Catholics and everybody else. And, and I've mentioned before that radical homosexuals are, are they're trying to keep BYU out of the Big 12. Um, and now this uh, Sid guy has an even, even bigger jihad against BYU. I, I did a little research on him yesterday. He writes about him all the time. He's, he wrote... Found some stupid group in I at Iowa State that was trying to uh, that was attacking BYU and their and their honor code as well, and so he wrote that they they must be kicked out of the NCAA. Um, it's another weird thing of just like people find these causes to like attack other people's beliefs, no matter what they are, and it, yeah. it becomes this like weird jihad it where does. you're constantly just targeting like other people. And what's the win? Like, let's just say BYU does get kicked out of the NCAA. What does that mean to your life at all? Right? Right? I just don't understand That's what I was wondering. I was kind of wondering that yesterday. But, you know, BYU does not target gays, uh, nor do they discriminate. The honor code is signed by everybody who wants to attend the school. Right? You know going in. All right, we have this honor code, and it includes not having premarital sex or extramarital sex. Okay? Well, you're going to school here. I, I'm sorry, we follow God's laws, and we don't want you violating them. And if you want to violate them, you can, but you're just not here. Okay? So, I, I mean, you know, call them crazy, but that's what they ask. But nobody's forced to attend BYU. Um, gays and heteros alike agree that they won't engage in sex, sexual relations if they're not married while attending the school. Now, Sid exclaims that married homosexuals wouldn't be able to live together at BYU. Well, because of the honor code, I don't think married homosexuals would be allowed into BYU, first of all. I, I, I don't, I, I don't, maybe they could come to BYU, but I, if you're, 
if you're a married homosexual, the chance of you going to BYU. <laughs> like, why would you want to go to <laughs> It's about the same a chance as me attending a, a, an Islamic jihad school. And it's possible. I just don't yeah, want I mean, to. You've it's toured possible. Them. You've toured them. I have. Uh, you, you know, I've looked into tuition costs. Right. Yeah. Did they recruit Financing you? options. You know, <laughs> they you may have recruited you. No, they never recruited me. Oh, and weird. I'm pretty sure BYU's not out there recruiting. Hey, come to our school and we're going to force you not to have sex. Right. Oh, yeah, pretty sure... Th- they don't do that. Probably not. They're not coming by the dozens or even the ones to BYU. Uh, and, and also, are we forgetting that BYU is a private religious university? You know the standards going in. There are plenty of other places to go to college if you want to live a different lifestyle. You can bet they're not forgetting that. Yeah, well, they seem to be forgetting that. Uh, but here's the thing. We, we've got to decide, I think, as a people if religious freedom is really important to us as Americans. Because if it's not important to us, we're going to lose it. I mean, we will lose it because it's under attack. Now, that decision was not made uh, when the Constitution was written. Because I, th- I thought we made that decision <laughs> I thought so already. Too. It was I pretty clear so too. it was important to us, but it, even if it's distasteful. I mean, we talked about this before. You can disagree with any policy you want or any view a religion has or, or not. I mean, even the Supreme Court has gone to the point, a point of taking... Uh, tribes that use peyote in the, uh, in the, uh, is that the way you pronounce it, Jeffy? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, thank you. Um, in, in their religious ceremonies. Mm-hmm. A drug that's illegal. Right. This is an illegal substance. Yeah. Um, and saying, you know what? Because of religious freedom, you can still use it. You can, even though it breaks the mm. law, we can say, you know what? The law doesn't count about you, against you because religious freedom is so important, you can do it anyway. Um, and so that used to be our view on how this was treated. And, I, you know, it, like there, if there was an Islamic school that had views that I don't agree with, obviously I'm not Islamic. If I was, uh, then I would probably agree with more of Islam. But I'm, you know, I'm not. Um, they, I'm sure they'd be fine with me joining if I, if I chose to. So, uh, but that's okay. Um, you know, I'm going to disagree uh, with certain things in other religions. Uh, that does not mean that I have to force a, an Islamic school to change to teach things that I want. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't go to the Islamic school. I mean, that's what's so great about a free exactly. market. There's tons of competition. Exactly. Tons of it. Yeah. In fact, there's much more competition on the other side of this argument. There's almost no examples of what you're talking about that might restrict um, uh, sexual behavior. Um, I, mean, I mean, is there any? I mean, there's almost none. Right. Even, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, schools that are known as Catholic schools or religious schools, many of them have backed off of their central founding um, uh, arguments about who to let in and what activities to um, to allow once people are in. They've turned into your typical liberal college and it has nothing to do with the religion anymore. Mm-hmm. That's happened all over the country. So it's like it's not like there's not other options here. Right. And you might be thinking, well, yeah, but okay. This—it's not really religious freedom because it only involves uh, this school and their participation in sports. But to me, doesn't doesn't religious freedom extend to to the ability to participate in society? I mean, it it, it seems like it covers that. Like BYU should be able to participate in the NCAA with their religious beliefs. It. Participating in religious freedom doesn't mean that uh, we can only do it at church and then outside of those walls, we can't say anything about it. We better keep our, mouth, our mouths shut mm-hmm. because that's the way it's becoming now. It's like, 
yeah, sure, you can do religious freedom inside that building. We don't mind that. Go ahead. Say whatever you want in that little church building over there. But as soon as you step outside that building, shut your mouth. Yeah. I mean, and this works on people. It Why? Because does. we don't have principles. People yeah. say, oh, well, who cares? I mean, you see it in this election. Again, like when you see people cheering on these big government, you know, giveaway maternity programs two weeks after they said they thought they were terrible. There is no there's nothing foundational that locks these people to anything. So whatever seems like the wonderful winning argument at that moment is where they go. And that is, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, a major issue. And I think because people think in their heads, well, religious freedom is important, First Amendment, blah, 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 blah. But they don't never spent any time thinking about why it exists, mm-hmm. how it, that decision was was arrived at, where people um, what were people were fighting against at that time that led them there. And specifically, they have no idea if the argument is correct that it meant only in churches. So it's easy to, I feel better about saying it's only in churches because then I don't have forcing my religion on anyone. I, it feels right. Yeah, so we accept that. And so we accept it. We accept that. And then all of a sudden, where where is diversity in our society? It, it only applies to them. They're the ones who can be diverse. We can't. We can't have our own beliefs. We have to have theirs. Or we will be drummed out of society we will be isolated. We will be segregated. Well, that's unacceptable to me. I, I'm saying no to that. And and for the athletes who have worked their whole lives to get to this level of college athletics and then to be told, I'm sorry, you can't participate anymore, uh, you're done. Um, I it, it drives me out of my mind. That's unacceptable. Uh, so Sid would punish them, and he would punish uh, um, everybody who is a fan of them, and they don't care. Um, but BYU is not the predator here. BYU is not out searching for gays to discriminate against. They are not hunting them down. It's the other way around. Uh, it's the agenda of these radical extremists to silence Christians right now, uh, to isolate them and to segregate them, as I said. And I'm, I'm just, we've got to stand up against it. And I think a lot of people see these stories and they think, ah, you know, it's Mormons, it's football. I don't know, whatever. Right. Uh, but they're coming for you. I, you know, I know Notre Dame doesn't have a similar honor code for their athletes and for their students. But can you not envision a day where if the Catholic Church doesn't cave in and start performing gay wedding ceremonies, you don't think Notre Dame will be under attack to be booted out of the NCAA? You bet they will. I mean, it's not today. But it's tomorrow or the day after that. So it'll be Notre Dame. It'll be Boston College. It'll be TCU. It'll be SMU. They are coming for people of religiosity. They're coming for us. And, and you're going to say, you know, first they came for the Mormons and, and their cute little football and basketball teams. And I wasn't, uh, I wasn't Mormon and I didn't like football or basketball, so I did nothing. Yeah, I, I mean we've we've all got to stand together on this and and say no to the Sid viciouses of the world mm-hmm. and the glads of the world. These radical and all gays are not like this. No, I, no, I think this I, is a small segment of people, but there are some radicals who are out there and they're predators against Christians and they're out there to try to silence us to change our belief structure. And I'm sorry you can't change my belief structure. 
I believe what I believe, and I'm not out there to hurt you. I don't care what you're doing. Just leave me alone. Why do you have to care what I'm doing? That used to be that used to be the theme of of the homosexual movement. Is hey, just let us leave us alone in our bedroom. What do you care what I'm doing in my bedroom? I, I keep out of my bedroom. Well, keep out of my football stadium. Keep out of the NCAA. How many does Sid even care? Maybe he does because he supposedly writes about all kinds of sports. I, I read yesterday. Um, but uh, I don't think Glad cares a lot about athletics. Um, they don't seem to worry about it with any other realm of athletics or athletes. It's it's just this particular issue. And leave us be. Let us let us live our lives, and we'll let you live yours. And then if you want to go to BYU, that's fine. You just have to you sign the honor code. And the other thing they're they're trying to say at BYU is that the athletes don't feel safe there when they come. Like what? Like what's going to happen with it? Gay athletes are there all the time. There was a the center from uh, UMass was was uh, in their basketball team last year. Came to Provo, and uh, as far as I know, he was not beaten to death in the basketball arena. Really? As yeah. far as you wow. know? Wow. Yeah. As far, I mean, as, far, as, far as, as I know, happened, but you didn't see. Could have been, could have been a bloody mess that I didn't hear about, and uh, you know maybe twenty three thousand people attacked him there. But I'm pretty sure that didn't happen, and he wasn't booed, and he wasn't harassed, and he wasn't hassled, and nobody threw things at him, and nobody said anything about it. Nobody cared. Everything was fine. Athletes, gay athletes, gay fans, they're all fine and welcome on the BYU campus. It, they're not out there looking to hassle gays. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, I can say this, I think, comfortably. I, I'm uniquely qualified, I think, to talk about Mormons because I work with... Uh, All of them? All of them. All of them. Uh, but uh, I would say Mormons, generally speaking, are the least... Uh, threatening people on Earth. <laughs> yes. I, now, I can't say... I mean, the Amish definitely challenge you they for do. that title. They do challenge uh, you. But, I mean, generally speaking, you deal with yeah. Mormons on a regular basis, you realize they're not threatening not people. A threat. this is, uh, not it's a threat. It's very low-key. Uh, they believe uh, what they believe, and that is you know, something we used to cherish in this country, right. even when we didn't agree with it. I mean, think about how the left asks us to deal with uh, Islam. It's uh, every. Yeah. It's, it's it's not even enough to be how we're what we're asking for for a BYU, which would be like, okay, you know, look, we shouldn't. They should be able to have their own beliefs, and if you want to come, we're, you're more than welcome. But you have to abide by those beliefs. We have to honor and cherish every single thing that uh, that uh, some of these Islamic groups say. We can't even question uh, the thing because it's certainly. And I know you would have no problem with him writing this. Uh, we, you, you want to have a, an opinion like that? You can write it all you want. It just shouldn't yeah. happen. Right. With, is, with Islamic, uh, some Islamic groups, you see that just drawing something that yeah. they find offensive is justification and will be defended mm-hmm. by people in free societies um, when, when they come and have violent action. It really is fascism. It's fascism. It's, it's, it's so I, I, weird. It, it's got to stop. It just uh, leave us alone. Okay, triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to coming up in a minute. Just leave us alone, would you please? We'll leave you alone. I mean, we're not really Jeffy. No, I mean and because he's, he's paralyzed. He's fat. Well, and there's right. co- the constitutional limits to what you have to right. you know, restrain yourself from. Yeah. Obviously, you have something that horrible in front of you. You got to be able to well, say. You got to say something. You got to say something. About See it. something. Say something.
that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. <laughs> All right. By the way, today was supposed to be uh, Jeffy Insult Free Day. How'd that go but for we you? Forgot Since, uh, we, we, we forgot completely. We forgot completely. But I'm glad we forgot. And here's why. We need to make a bigger deal out of it because it is one of the hardest things ever attempted <laughs> on radio, television, or in life. And so um, maybe next week on Thursday will be the insult Jeffy free day, right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I will and say, it's going to be tough because... Wait a minute. Did we get through the whole show so far? No, I, we uh, just did it before no, the break. What did we, we do? before the break. We just and then, uh, said how horrible said, it was. I don't, I don't know if it was on the air or off the air. I know uh, our fearless leader during the radio show decided to... Uh, to start out, but I don't know if that was... Uh, Wait a minute, though. This is uh, really unfortunate, because with mm. the exception of going to that last commercial, <laughs> I don't think you've said any insults of Jeffy so far today. I, you have. Yeah. Can you remember any? I don't yeah, remember uh, any. Uh, and unfortunately, Jeffy. Unfortunately, Jeffy. I did say that. I said it was... Uh, Pat, uh, Pat will be back in a little while, so it's Stu and unfortunately, Jeffy. But that's minor. That's Does that count? mild. I mean, that's Barely. not an insult. I'm just saying the circumstances of Pat not being here was unfortunate. <laughs> if the word fat isn't involved, I, I think it's fine, frankly. What about do like, you? You know? Yeah. Do, do, do you yeah don't that? you? And this is an interesting one <laughs> we need to investigate further. The stuff like porn sites, cocaine, things like that. Well, that, see, we'll have to lay down the ground rules. Yeah, because I don't know. Is that, is that, if it's true, I don't know if it's an insult, right? I mean, of course, that would that would be the fat. The fat would be on that. Right. That it's all too. true. Sorry, it's I, all true. I, I, Every word to... of what we say about him is true. So, okay. so that so we have to lie yeah, is what we we're saying. So, uh, so we'll try that maybe next week. <laughs> One other thing you should know, though, Jeffy, who is not not well known for bringing things of value to the show. Mm-hmm. Really? See, that's another one. See, would that count? Mm-hmm. Oh, it counts, oh, out, good, it counts, counts. on my page. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, uh, actually had a great idea. And this, so you missed, and I know you might think this was like Bigfoot. Okay. We're like, oh, yeah, right, that really happened. No, this is a real one. Area 51. This is a real thing that happened on the show while you weren't here. Okay. Uh, Piltdown Man. Piltdown Man. <laughs> Jeffy, uh, we were talking about candidates, and I was saying, I don't know who the heck I'm going to write in, like, or I'm gonna, who I'm going to vote for here. Mm-hmm. And Jeffy had a great suggestion of a write-in candidate debate on the Pat and Sue show. Right, yeah. So we bring in all the crazy people <laughs> from around you, Texas. If they've worked up I enough like energy that. to be able to be actually like counted, right, you know, you can write them in and it counts. Yes. Yeah. We talk to them. They this deserve a forum. This is historic. Yeah, they deserve. I still think it would be really fun for That's us to get to, to have, we'll have the candidate debate, right? Bring in 20, 30 people wow. that are all write-ins. Have them have a debate. We pick one. How many write-ins are, are eligible? I, um, I, I think don't it's know. dozens. I don't know. Is it really? Yeah, because it, it's easy to get uh, it's not easy, but you can be a writing candidate fairly easily. For example, Evan McMullen will not be one, as far as I know, because he missed the deadline. But as long as you're before the deadline... Well, part of this is that Daryl Castle is not on the uh, ballot, the, but he's on the write-in ballot. Right, so you can oh, write okay. in Daryl Castle and it you will actually You can write count. in Daryl... Yes. That's an option! That's an interesting thought. I mean, because Cruz is asked not to be the one, but I, you know, yes, I don't is. care what... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care what to, he says. I don't have to listen to him. <laughs> he's, not the, he's not the boss of me! Right. Uh, so. And he said, to be fair, he said uh, something like, I'm not asking anyone to vote for me or something like that. He didn't yeah. say, yeah. Don't, yeah. whatever you do, don't. But, I mean, it doesn't. it's not going to do him any good because it's going to go. We're not even going to hear a total. And Because uh, right. I'm seeing that all over the place. I'm going to write in Ted Cruz. I'm writing in Ted Cruz. I'm writing in Ted well, Cruz. Right, but yeah. the story is going to so. be, obviously, that the, you know, the, the total for Trump and Hillary will be so low that they'll blame that on people writing in Ted Cruz. Well, it didn't even count. Right. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe. I, I'd be interested, though, to see if we could, if we could bring him in here. Have a debate, and then pick one, right? Like whatever one, whatever one we like best as a show, 
And then we just start advocating to see how many votes oh, we can, we can get. Can we get them to win the write-in election, for example? Is that possible? I'd love that. Can we get like some car dealer yeah. from, uh, like from El Paso? It's on. I'm in. It's on uh, like Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. All right, okay. All right. Jeffy, Jeffy. Uh, you have a story. I got a couple stories. Uh, we teased a little bit about uh, the, uh, I don't know if we teased it on the year or not, but uh, we talked about uh, the write-in candidates and uh, who to vote for. Well, up north in uh, upper New York, there was a guy, Bill Noje, who was uh, running to uh, get his office, uh, still stay in office. He was an incumbent of a New York State Assembly, and uh, he had uh, killed himself. Shot himself on Thursday. Uh-huh. Uh, he was voted into office on Tuesday. On uh, the following Tuesday, they voted him in. So he actually he, won the he won, election. He won, well, he, he won the primary. Yeah, he won the primary. It's he happened before. Election. Yeah, I've, we've seen that before. Well, we've seen it happen in in cases where, like, you know, there was a plane crash. Uh, yeah, where, Missouri. Uh, Missouri. Yep. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, with Ashcroft, right? That's how Ashcroft got into the Bush administration because he lost that election. Wasn't it him? I think it was. I yeah, think it was. maybe I he lost to the dead guy's the wife. The dead guy's wife, and yeah. then. Um, but they actually voted, I believe, for the dead guy, and the wife was just yeah, going so to stand it. Yeah. Carnahan, right? Carnahan. Carnahan. Yes. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. So. Yeah. So is it what, what, anyway, what happens in the race? Do we well, now, and now they just have to pick someone, and they were really they've been really pissed because uh, actually the people for Noje uh, were making calls saying vote for him. Uh, you know they were really pissed saying because they. Why are you calling, telling people to vote for him? Because they wanted to win so that they could appoint someone to right. run against the Democrats. So who um, would you say? Uh, do you have any reason why he killed himself? Yeah, he was gonna. He was supposed to uh, turn himself into the FBI. He oh, so he, this is the guy with the corruption investigation. Yeah, yes, I did hear about this. Okay, yeah, big time. He was, uh, he mm-hmm. was uh, fraudulently took a couple million, two or three million dollars from different accounts. So, I when, know. Since when does that I matter? And, but the, the thing that killed him, I think, was that that particular day, that same day, was his last day for his radio show. I don't think he could take it after that. <laughs> really? No more, yeah, no it more. was the radio thing. It was thing the radio that, show. It wasn't, oh, okay. it wasn't the fraud charges. Right. It wasn't the FBI. It was, uh, uh, I can't do radio anymore. What else oh, you got? No. I want to talk a little bit about your football, your, your BYU uh, football. Mm-hmm. Your BYU football your BYU Cougars. football with their predatory. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Rounding up gays. Oh, all they do. Yeah. But North Carolina is taking a huge hit. We talked a little bit about that with uh, the bathroom so thing. ridiculous. And so the ACC, the conference itself, has canceled all their championships all in North too. Carolina. So the NCAA uh, canceled their seven championships that were to take place in. And these are just things like, what, lacrosse or, you know, I don't know. A uh, women's of, soccer, A couple football. of uh, rounds of the NCAA basketball tournament. Right. Swimming and diving, women's, men, swimming, tennis, okay. uh, golf, golf, yeah. baseball, mm-hmm. and football, probably the biggest okay. know, for the ACC. Oh, and, I, I was talking about the NCAA. Oh, but yeah, okay. Their seven championships included the, I think, the first two rounds or two first round things in the, in the you know, NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, yeah, the uh, 16, Sweet 16, stuff like that. So now yeah. the ACC the is ACC. also doing the same thing. Ten events moving from, wow. from North Carolina uh, based on this cause. What's interesting, most interesting about the ACC doing this is that their corporate offices are in North in Carolina. North Carolina. So, <laughs> so they made the decision to move their so, championships out of North Carolina from their offices <laughs> in North Carolina. It's unbelievably stupid. I just I don't. Uh, and again, I, don't I would not be surprised Agonizing. to learn they're moving into a state that has almost the exact same law. And I, I ask this honestly: what 
should the law be from their perspective? Like, should the, the law should be that that there should be still a men's mm-hmm. and women's bathroom, but when people walk up to it, they should just choose whichever one they want, so those signs mean nothing. I think and so. You say yeah. nothing. I think so, and, and because they seem to prepare prefer that over a specific gender-neutral bathroom, bathroom, like a third bathroom where people can go at, no matter whatever, and you're just in there by yourself. I don't think that's good enough for them. No, I not. think they, they're insisting that men must be able to go into the women's bathroom. But if your gender doesn't... This, it's so bizarre. But if your gender... Are we, we still have a break to take here. Yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, let's, we'll, we'll hash out All the right. uh, right. problems here in one more second. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Back in a second. Still a few minutes to go to get the well, still, possible. We have more time. I'm all, I am beat. I am worn out. We've been here so long. Oh, that's like a half an hour of this. There's an Italian restaurant that's a chain in America that I don't like. Five minutes. We're talking about we're five minutes away from the Olive Garden Pasta Pass, which I'm going for. <laughs> the Olive Garden Pasta Pass. You already, did you already talk about we this? We talked about it earlier in the While show. it was gone? Yeah, 100 bucks. Uh, all you can eat pasta for seven weeks. If this was macaroni grill, I'd be all in. Or if this was Carrabba's. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But there's none of these oh places gosh. that I dislike at all. I love them Correct. all. Correct. Like, Olive Garden is the one, and they go, oh, Olive I'm Garden is, to go to Olive Garden. It's okay. It's, it's good. It's not bad. It's pretty yes. good. It's not unbelievable. It's, it's not, not like, Carrabba's, you know, but it's, it's pretty not good. Like, you're in, not in Little Italy in New York at the finest, but it's like, it's yeah. a pretty, pretty hundred bucks yeah. for uh, for seven weeks for uh, never-ending pasta passes? Hello. Yes. Well I'm going. <laughs> I, I'm going in. It's four minutes left. I'm going in. I'm doing it. I think I'm going to try to. Are you going to try? Absolutely. They they that can't apply to you though. Absolutely. They, they can't. Pot, they've got to have a. I'm going to tell you something, Olive Garden. They got to have a clause. I'm going to tell you something. He'll be Garden. screaming. He'll be screaming discrimination. Olive Garden. Fat guy discrimination. Down. All right. You got to get one of these. Tom. You got to get it. We got to go together. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> I won't hear of it. I want it. Uh, yes, bye-bye. I want a refill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 